All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. And we know that Brian Chesko's not here. He's eating coffee and moose tracks ice cream. At you, the- I wanted to report that. Oh, I'm sorry. As we speak at the beach. He is. He we is are eating not. that. We are not at the beach. Figuratively. Or literally. To be fair to him, he was committed. He's like, look, I can probably be back. Back in my... Back at his house, but I'm like... Beach house. Scott, you and I are probably thinking the same thing. Like, look, they're on vacation. You just need to rush back. There's literally nothing that has happened so far this summer (laughs) that is FPL worthy enough to cut short your coffee and Moose Tracks ice cream at the beach. For sure. Well said. Thank you very much. We have released... With a little bit of delay, thank you for your patience, oh, dear listeners. Okay. Look, let's just, I'm going to follow in this sword. <laughs> Scott, open apology to you right now. <laughs> open apology to Brian. Brian there's care. one thing that I've fouled up in the however many years we've been doing this. Me getting out the last two to three pods that we had recorded, uh, I don't, I'm not sure what happened. Life happened, but I, I just didn't get it done. My apologies, and then I finally got it done this past Saturday. So they're out there. They're fun. Check them out. I and liked it, them a lot. It's worth listening for sure. Yeah, for sure. They're 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 really good. I just hate that it took so long for me to get them out. And we uh, we did something we don't often do, which we got different voices on the podcast. Yeah, a couple of people we interviewed. So make sure that you listen. Na- names that you've uh, potentially heard of if you're longtime listeners to this podcast, so you get to hear their voices. Uh, so we would love to have you check that out. Uh, this is the beginning of the summer series of episodes, though. This is the off-season, if you will, uh, of FPL America, but we're going to continue to put some content out there. There hasn't been a lot of major, uh, you know, anything that has happened, whether it be new player signings uh, or managerial uh, changes. But there have been a few things that have happened that Dave and I are going to talk about here briefly uh, before uh, we get back to watching the European Championships. And yes, Dave, that's what's going on, and that's why the transfer news is slow, I think. That's absolutely true. But, Dave, did you want to jump right into – Yes. You, you have teased so I would love Mike. to talk about yes. some of the games. But, Scott, no doubt, as always, it seems, you always are watching things on delay. So I yes. cannot talk – so do you know anything that happened today? No. Okay, so today is – we're recording on the 14th. Today is a, a Monday. I also don't know Today's Sunday. a Monday. I don't know Sunday. And you don't yet. know Sunday. No. Honestly, I wasn't pumped about the games today, but there was a couple fun things that happened, and you, I can't talk about it. No, but this is what I do want to talk about. Yes. Scott, I have never played, other than like ESPN 
FC like fantasy league that we you and I first started playing years ago, yeah, years ago. Mm-hmm. Since then, we've moved to the the Premier League fantasy, and I haven't played any other football. I, I play American football fantasy, not world football fantasy sports. Okay. So uh, at Ben in our league, mm-hmm. Patreon supporter, yep, and uh, longtime listener, Slack he, contributor, Slack contributor for sure. I love it. He uh, started a Euro 2020 fantasy league. Yes. I said, what the heck? Let's do it. So we, there's like six or seven of us, and it's been a lot of fun. Scott, there is a few rules that I love so much, and, and I'm going to tell you this on, live on air because it's so freaking amazing because I want you to lie. Oh, hold on. Hold on, though. These aren't better than what the FPL app gives us, right? Dude. Because nothing beats the FPL app. <laughs> All right. I don't know what that laugh so was. There's a cup uh, that's creepy. Creepy laugh. <laughs> so there's a couple things that are absolutely worth mentioning that I love about this. It's set up money wise almost exactly the same. You got money. I don't think you actually can gain any any uh it would make money sense on that it, yeah. it doesn't I mean, change it, there's value. Technically like seven match days, resets on the knockout stage. So you yeah. got like seven different times to to ch- pick teams. This is what's so kicks. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you set your lineup day one. And you have three subs and a goalkeeper sub, just like in FPL. Okay. But what's amazing is this. So we're gonna start with this with captain. So the first day like Italy played Turkey, right? Right. If you have an Italian player, it's worth it to just put your captain on that Italian player. Because get this, after the first match, and that match is over, if your captain didn't do well, as long as you have a player in your starting lineup that hasn't played yet, you can change your captaincy to him. Wow. So like the second day when there's like three games, second, third, yeah. fourth day when there's three games each, I've been changing my ca- – I've missed my captain every day so far. So I just keep <laughs> – I keep pushing it down the line. So now, currently, going into uh, going into the last day, I've I, I think the first day I had it on um, Kisa. He's an Italian midfielder who had scored multiple times in their games leading up to this. That, Brian needs to Chisa, be here. Kisa, it's not C H I E S A. Right? Butchered that, but go ahead. Completely. He did. He scored a one. So I moved the captaincy the next day to uh, Harry Kane, who scored a two. So then. Okay, fine. He, you don't know about that match. I won't talk about any other scores. I'll just tell you who I moved it to. And then you needed to put it on Lukaku. I did not. I wish I would have. <laughs> I wish I would have. He had and, a banner day for Belgium. I did see that. Okay, okay. I'm tiptoeing here because I, I, I'm trying to figure out which games you've seen, and which ones you haven't. Yes, Lukaku had a banner day. Did not captain him. Anywho, moved it to my captain today, and I hit. There so bottom so line is, it. bottom line is, oh yeah, oh for sure, definitely not leaving this. Even though I got Bruno and Gundogan going tomorrow, okay. That's the fun, right? Because you miss on your captain, you know you're okay. I'm moving it to the next day, but you might hit or semi hit, and it's almost like blackjack. If you semi hit, it's a big gamble. Yeah, because right? you're like, will I do better or will I do worse? For should sure. I stay or should I hit? For sure. That's cool. so. It's super cool. There's no vice captains. So, again, there's no need for a vice captain because you can just move your captain down the line. It's brilliant. So can I pause you here? For sure. I'm thinking about this in the context now of FPL. Yeah. 
That would make the game weeks a whole lot more fun and add another level of dimension that doesn't exist when you have the one deadline per game week. Absolutely. So the seven. So a Friday match rolls around. You might as well throw a captaincy on someone there because if it hits, then you leave it, right? And or that, of course, you could always have another guy who, who plays Saturday morning mm-hmm. who, who, you know, scores, scores a brace, and then you're like, oh, crap. But as long as the play, and so with the Premier League staggered schedule, this would be amazing because then people would really be locked into truly every game because now you can literally just keep moving your captaincy down the line. That's true. It, that's a fantastic move. So I, I hope, and I know FPL listens to this podcast mm-hmm. because there's been times before where we've suggested <laughs> things and, and then they've happened. happened. Points per million. I am convinced that someone out there who is in control of that Sweet 386 computer. Is that a real computer? Dude, back then they used to be gauged in speed. It was like a 186, then a 286. You're giving them too much credit then. Wow. No, I'm talking (laughs) about those are – millennials don't know this. I I barely do. Everyone understands gigs, gigged hard drives, okay? (laughs) Okay. Gigs was was a player for Manchester United back then. That's what we used to. He's a little disgraced now. Anywho. Yeah. The other thing is this, in the same manner that you have a player play, if you have a player who gets a one, sub him out as long as your sub hasn't played. So it's the same concept with subs too. Yeah. It is absolutely amazing. So like you – we'll see. You should know about that game. If you know about – Saturday. Are you aware of any penalty save in any of the games? Uh, The – Denmark, Finland. Yes, beautiful. Okay, so I have the Finn goalkeeper. He's on my bench. I started my Italian goalkeeper, Donnarumma. Right? Yeah, yeah, Donnarumma. But go ahead. Her Hurdeki, I think. Right? No, no. Where's, where's it's Brian? Fine. It's fine. Anywho, he had the penalty save. He scored thirteen points. Yeah. Right. So you moved, oh, I couldn't because he already played. because Donnarumma had already played. Now, so, Donnarumma had a clean sheet, didn't he? He did. He got a six. Okay, but he so that's not a, terrible. He didn't have a penalty yeah, save. Yeah, but you're not going to move like. That sucks in hindsight, but you would never move off a clean sheet no, from your keeper. No, just like Benu- like I had Benucci play. He, you know, I didn't move him out either. So yeah. Anyways, that all that that's was, fun. It that's is a lot of fun. It is. It is something that really could do that would be a positive change, and it would be awesome. We are America, FPL America. You know, the NFL, National Football League, is the basis when it comes to using fantasy sports to feed into the real-life interest of your league, right? Absolutely. No one sets a better standard in the world. I'm so sorry, England, but when it comes to that standard, the NFL wins hands down. If you're looking to gain even more interest and followership into your actual matches, what you're describing would be an amazing addition to FPL. They, you also – now, I get this. This is, makes more sense. You get two transfers per week instead of one. But it's such a short window mm-hmm. of time that that makes yeah. complete you don't have sense. To change and then that after part. that, it's a negative four, just like Premier League. So, but you don't have to change that part for FPL. But what you're describing, I mean, that's high maintenance, though, too. It yeah. is high maintenance for a 38 game week season. It only on game day. <laughs> that's true, right? I mean, technically, it's, it's only only Clear on game your day. calendars. It, well, it's just it's just one. Like everyone is probably looking at their lineups. If you're ser- if you're a serious player, you're looking at your lineup. Pretty frequently when on Saturday and Sunday. On. You are. Yeah, so I do you, all the so time. So you know who – and the apps make it easy. You can even do it on the go. And the FPL app does give you the point overall points 
minus the bonus points as you're going through the matches usually, usually, yeah. Yeah. barring triple game weeks. Uh, so it, there's certainly a possibility. That's it's very interesting. Anyways, Dave. it's awesome move. I love it. And um, look, I know a lot of the guys playing, some of the guys I don't, but yeah, um, it was crazy. <laughs> so like the you're familiar with what happened with Christian Erickson. You have to I be, am. right? Okay. I am. So like I'm I had no really idea. Upset. I'm I, really upset about that. Well, I'm happy to. I have so, very strong so feelings. I had a defender playing for me. I didn't realize he was the Dane captain, but Kurge or Kurge Cage. It's literally spelled <laughs> K J the A E. Brian should would, would knows what the A E is. What's the A E? It's the A-E, but they're, like, joined together. And yeah. then an R at the end. I, I don't know how to say it. Okay. Right. Dude, where's Brian? <laughs> um, anyways. Hey, this but is not a year of 20. I had podcasts. him. No, for sure. I had him on my on my squad. And then all of a sudden I realized he's a, a big story because of, of him being a true captain and kind of handling things on the pitch there. It was fantastic. But it was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got him on my team. I didn't realize that I had a stud there. He, he was a low-priced Dane. Defender, I was kind of bringing him I think in. His first name's Simon. Just call him Simon. Simon for sure. Yeah. Definitely going with Simon. Yeah. Anywho, uh, look, it's been a fun tournament so far, and uh, I feel like there's a whole lot of drama coming. So, yeah. uh, Group F plays tomorrow, which is uh, in That's quotes the group, of death. group of Death. Yeah. Uh, Portugal, Germany, France, and Hungary. How that? Sorry, happened. Hungary. Sorry, Hungary for <laughs> sure. Hungary's happy to make the dance, yeah, and then they get thrown into that group. Yeah, Hungary's got a bad got a bad beat, but it's gonna be a, it's been a it's been a pretty good tournament so far. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe they finished that match on the same day. I was wicked surprised. When you spend millions on putting on this tournament and make billions, you have contingency plans for every conceivable outcome possible. One of them, you would think, someone's job was a contingency plan for when what happened happened. Thankfully, the medical staff nearby or at the stadium was able to literally save Christian Erickson's life. For sure. So happy, super proud. His heart stopped. Literally stopped. For those of you who might not know, because you're not paying attention because it's the, the Premier League's offseason, Christian Erickson on the field literally fell down with no one around Immediate him. Immediate heart stopped. And yeah. his heart stopped. His, yep. He had a cardiac arrest. His heart stopped. There's a few clips where the camera was actually caught through the legs, his face, he looked like he was dying. He looked dead. And you could see chest compressions. You could see at one point. They gave the him CPR out there until they got the paddles the out defib- there. The defibrillator was used. Uh, you mentioned the Danish captain. You know, the players ended up forming kind of a human wall to try to give Eric a little bit of privacy. You could still see through. Uh, when the cameras did show what was happening, they weren't showing the fans who were clearly distraught by what you were seeing. I actually thought about this, Dave. I promise I'll be brief. Uh, there was a time about five or six years ago, maybe a little bit longer, where uh, live on local news here in our hometown, some like a news anchor was shot, and the person that oh, that anchor I, was interviewing was also shot. I was, was not far shot. from when that, where that happened. That's crazy. I was at work when it happened. And then it, you know, the, the guy who who did the shooting led police on this very long car chase, and I happened to be at a place at work where I was just following this at my workstation, at, you know, on my computer, and you know, listening. There, there were there were ways in social media that you could listen into the to the um, police, police scanners. Yeah, the yeah. police exactly the police scanners, and then the guy himself before committing suicide in his car actually published his GoPro 
video on social media of him doing it. Yeah. And I watched it before Facebook took it down. Yeah. And I regretted it immediately mm. because seeing something real and knowing it was real mm-hmm. was very different than seeing, you know, the hundreds of shootings you see on TV and movies and the like, right? Yeah. When you know it's not real. Sure. This was real yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. And that is incredibly hard to see, not only live on your TV, knowing that it's real, but in person, being there. And then think about his teammates who are standing literally right next to him. I cannot, like, like I, I started this whole speech, sorry about that, uh, but I started this whole speech talking about the contingency plans that you have to have in place sure. in the event something happens. You sure. don't use most of them because most of that stuff never happens. Right. But then when it does, you have the plan in place and you follow the plan, right? There is no way that any plan in place for an event like this yeah. should include asking the players if they want to keep playing. There's only one term for that, Dave. Use all the squeaky toys you need to. It is Yeah. They should never have asked the players if they wanted to keep playing and then use that as the cover to play the match. And you saw the result. You're going to tell me Schmeichel makes that mistake nine days out of ten? No way. Fuchs, Christian Fuchs, who was Casper uh, Schmeichel's longtime Leicester Champions League or uh, Premier League winning Leicester team, was in the booth, and he – saw Schmeichel, and he's played countless games in defense with Schmeichel. He knows him wicked good. Mm-hmm. He he said, before they restarted, he said he's not ready to play. No. He's not ready to play. It is absolutely – when I found out, I had gone to the store because the game was over. I had a friend in town. We went to the store to go get a few things. We we're going to watch the the next one. We're there, and he's like, they started the match back. It's in the 53rd minute. I said, what? I do get that they didn't do it until Christian Erickson was stabilized, and then he talked with some of the teammates, and he's and who knows? Maybe they, maybe they said – but here's the thing. An athlete's always going to say, go play the game. Yeah, for sure. And, okay. Win so, it for him. Win it, win it for me. What they the emotions the emotions exactly that they went through thinking that their teammate was about to die he was and yeah. who knows he he might have been they literally had to do chest compressions on him to keep him alive until they, yeah, he was they probably, could get a fit about he was that. medically I mean the, the team doctor said he was quote gone he, he was, had no when they got to him he had no pulse he was medically dead so they started chest compressions yeah. to get the to to try to keep the heart they literally were physically moving blood through his body so his brain wouldn't shut off yet yeah that's what they were doing yeah. And 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 he could breathe, and like that's insane. The fact that they were able that they came back and played that when when their their teammates literally thought he was dying, that's, even though he was okay, and the players said, "Yeah, we want to play." Again, you don't ask them. They had been through so even. I mean, and you can make the argument Finland players went through something similar, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And even then, I would just say on the basis of what Finland's players went through alone, you could have called off the match for the day. No doubt. Right. Absolutely ridiculous that they went back to it. I mean, honestly, part of me when I was watching this on delay, but when I was seeing and, – and I had seen the news reports of Christian Eriksen, so I knew it was coming, and then I saw it, it was horrible. I, I wanted Anthony Taylor, even though it was on delay and I knew they finished the match – I wanted Anthony Taylor, who was the referee, English referee. He was the referee on this match. I wanted him to refuse to blow that whistle to restart it. Refuse. 
I don't care if you're sacrificing something for UEFA. Give your spot over to Mike Dean for next year in UEFA. <laughs> I don't care. Right. Refuse to blow the whistle. For sure. You don't blow the whistle. They don't play the match. Scott, we just needed an adult to be in the room. No, we need, no what we needed was someone who is unselfish wow. and not thinking about their pocketbook instead of the livelihood and the emotional support for, needed. They're literally sure. giving crisis counseling to the Danish players. But but you know what? Before that, let's go ahead and finish your match. Yeah, let's go out there and kick that ball around. Scott, closing out that match, it's just it's embarrassing. Uh, they're going to look back, and someone is going to be horribly embarrassed at how childish, and you nailed it, selfish, this that restart was. Figure out a way. Start, start it the next day. Figure out a way to do it. All right, let's move to the very specific, explicit, FPL-worthy items to discuss. There are a few, not a lot, but a few. And so at this stage of the summer, we're going to go ahead and discuss them, get them out of the way, because as the summer progresses, there will be new news to discuss. New news! We want to be ready for that when it happens. I think the biggest thing that's happened is not a player signing, Dave. I think it was a managerial change. Carlo Ancelotti shocking everyone, including his own Everton players, by leaving for Real Madrid once again. It is shocking. I feel like Ancelotti kind of had something going there. And he was only there a year, but I agree with you. Like, there was the ability. Like, here's what I just. He, he brought in uh, some signings. They were giving him some money. And look, they had a few injuries that kind of derailed what, what kind of what they had. But they were horribly relevant in the first, the first yeah, quarter until, of the until season. Until like April, right? Until April? March, April? Uh, I don't know. I, I they feel started like March, to drop off. Probably March, they started dropping off. But still, when, I mean, when their midfield suffered all those injuries, they really fell off over the winter. For sure. But Ancelotti had brought in that midfield specifically to address Everton's biggest need. And early in the season, it showed to have worked. You got the best at Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Absolutely right. And you just want, like, I just, you know how I feel about this. I've, it is very well documented on this podcast that I just wish guys would stay in some places and build something great. Like, stop going to what you think is this promised land. Real Madrid is not the promised land He'll in 2021. He'll be there for a year. Yeah. Maybe two. Exactly. Making half getting, the money he was making getting, at Everton. He's getting bound. He is making less money for Madrid, right? That, that established. Yeah. Yes. So obviously, in fairness to him, Scott, maybe it wasn't a, obviously it wasn't a money move. Could have been a lifestyle. Could have been a comfort. Maybe he just doesn't like. I mean, Something let's be honest. Liverpool is a crappy city. Just your jokes. It's jokes. It's <laughs> jokes for Scott and my brother. Liverpool people, don't come after me, please. That's just uh, jokes there. But no, look, uh, Northern England is super sunny. They got great beaches. Um, <laughs> you know, it's warm year round. Uh, you know, yeah, not, not like Madrid. No. Yeah. So anyway, no, look, look, Ancelotti, what is sixty mid sixties? Yeah, he's up there. So I I get it. Like, do you? I think so. Scott, I mean, he's won titles. He's won tit- league titles and Champions League and. He he's won that stuff at this point, I think. And who knows? Honestly, Scott, and my brother will would screen this to the heavens. Maybe just hated Everton's management. Maybe hated Everton's owner and didn't like the what was going on. Well, there. you know who doesn't hate their management right now? Hmm. It seems like maybe Nuno. Maybe Nuno Espirito Santo is going from Wolves to Everton. Seems like that's has that uh, hasn't happened yet. I don't think it's or, official yet, like, but Wolves have already announced his replacement. Crystal Palace is trying to get in the way of that, right? Well, Are they trying to bring Nuno in for a day? I think they were, but it seems as though he it, had too high demands. Yeah, that's what I saw. Hmm. Who knows the real story here? But if Nuno goes to Everton, it's going to be interesting. I think Nuno could do a good job at Everton. I think he'll do better there. You know. 
for him, it's a step up from Wolves. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, it's just interesting. If it can work there, then it could really work to the tune of potentially European placements. But now you're talking about a new manager, and he's going to be looking to instill his new culture, and all of a sudden you're starting all over again. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a Minnesota guy here in the United States. Like, I'm okay. a big fan of all the Minnesota sports teams because that's where that. I grew up. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's torture, but it's fine. In college basketball, the University of Minnesota uh, replaced its coach last season. Literally everyone but one went into the transfer portal. I know this is not a college basketball podcast. The new coach has one player left. He's having to rebuild the entire team from scratch. And I just have a feeling Everton might go through the same thing. Yeah. Might happen yeah. to the extent that it's contractually possible. Especially if the players – we don't know what went on behind the scenes. So yeah. if, if the players really liked him and it was just a management thing, then yeah. You could see that. As of right now, I'm I'm down on Everton, and I'm down on owning any Everton assets to start the season. You, you know how I feel, Dave, about the unknowns to start a season. If Nuno comes in, doesn't matter. Really? It's all new. It's all. And it's all it's new. Not a, yeah, yeah, no? yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, no. That, that actually is not intended. It 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 is all new now, but it's also new. And I don't like new to start an FPL season. Uh, no, I agree. With, I agree with that. Now, if if after a few game weeks I'm ready to play my first half wild card and things are going really great, sure, I'll jump on that train. Sure, because I know Nuno, and I know Everton, probably most of their players. There might be some good that happens there, but to start game week one, I'm low on Everton. Do you know who I'm really high on though? Arsenal. No. Oh shoot. <laughs> you you wish. Okay. Aston Villa. Yeah, they they keep making really good management moves. I've said it on this podcast. Uh, over and over again throughout the last season. I think Aston Villa won the transfer window last summer. I agree. I agree. Matty Cash, Ollie Watkins, Emiliano Martinez. There were other guys there too. They brought in key pieces, and they all seemed to hit. And now they've done the biggest business so far this summer, bringing in Emiliano Buendia. They, they pipped him from Arsenal. Well, officially from Norwich, but Arsenal apparently wanted him. Uh, Villa got him. They won him bad enough because they weren't. They didn't win the bidding war. Wendy is the kind of guy who's not by himself necessarily an FPL asset, but he's going to bring a lot of other guys on that Villa team uh, along with him and make them better FPL assets. And Dave, I I he just might think, surprise you and be an FPL asset. Maybe, but I just think uh, Villa on the whole, defense, offense, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Villa are competing for a European place next season. No, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to argue that. So the epic fail for Arsenal, because, yes, it's always about Arsenal with me, <laughs> from last season and, and with Emiliano Martinez, right? Mm-hmm. It's been well documented from anyone who listens to me on this podcast. I still have sourness. I'm still bitter about this. Guess what? Guess what Arsenal has to, is doing right now? What They're are they looking doing? for new goalkeepers. Are they really? I swear on my life. Lino's so, not staying. No. that th- This is the most... This is the most the club's going to get in saying we fouled up. Yeah. Bad. Because yeah. they're already uh they're already talking about bringing in bringing in somebody. Cuz that's going to cost you more a lot more money. Than so and, and, he, and this is what's crazy. Here's the other thing. And this is why the Emiliano Martinez doubly got you. What nationality is Emiliano Martinez? Scott. He's Argentinian. I'll help you out. You look like you had a puzzle looking your I was going to guess that. Uh Wendy is what nationality? I don't know. He's Argentinian. Is he really? 
He and Emiliano Martinez are buds. Okay. From the Argentina team. So okay. when he's thinking about going to Arsenal, and he's like, oh, well, let me call up Emiliano and see what he's got to say about Arsenal. What do you think Emiliano is going to say? I'm just telling, like, yeah. if Arsenal wanted him, you might as well have forgotten it because you burned, you burned yeah. one of his boys yeah. and you fouled up. And granted, at least he can say, well, obviously they screwed up. Lucky for Arsenal, world football is a big stage. But you're right. That takes away that pipeline. Crazy. I will now, say, I did not now, realize until the Euros. If they're able to land Ruben Neves, and that's a heavy rumor. Okay. I'll be. Oh, that's that's a that's a good trade off. Uh, Neves well, might be the better player. I don't know. It's not a, He's uh, a little younger. Buendia's a little younger, but Neves is fine. I think he's twenty five. I think Buendia's twenty four. And you know, Neves is. I mean, obviously, Neves Buendia, is, a, is fairly proven. He was yeah, a, exactly. He was solid exactly. For in the league, in the Premier League, in the Premier League. Yeah, 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 for yeah sure. That was going to be my point. Buendia went down to the Championship, obviously, last year with Norwich, but. Uh, he he has played the. Premier he was League a standout as well. player for them, though. Yeah, it's true. He was one of the best players in the championship. I I didn't realize until I did some looking through the Euro rosters, uh, just how smart some Premier League clubs have done things with not just bringing in one guy from other nationalities, but bring in a couple. Yeah, you know, give guys, you know, a comrade, a partner, yeah, sure. someone someone who speaks the same language, comes from the same background, can have the same understanding, and can learn this stuff together. West Ham, for instance. Having Suchek and Sofal on your uh, roster for West Ham is brilliant, not just because both guys are good, but because they can also help each other through all the newness of living and being in in England. For sure. Uh, and uh, obviously, you know, you alluded to that with Argentina and what we're going to see. And again, Sufal is one of my favorite players in the league as yeah. he was taking buses. To <laughs> I well, love that so much. I mean, Buendia is going to thrive uh, if the first Argentinian player at uh, you know in Birmingham at Aston Villa is any indication. Pretty soon they're going to call Birmingham Little Argentina. Maybe look, I, Villa's going to be fun to watch, and and, it's, and I love it because it's a, it's just like Leeds. Villa and Leeds, in my opinion, should be in the Premier League, and when they weren't, well, they are. So that's they good. are now, but they weren't for a long time, and or they kept going up and down. Not Leeds, yeah. but Villa would go up and down, and I hope they're there to stay. It seems like they got good management, making good decisions, <clears throat> and that can only benefit them. You know, it's funny how, you know, Buendia. On one hand, it wasn't super cheap. I think his transfer price was in the 30s, mid-30s. He might have crept up to 40. Uh, and the guys he signed last year, I mean, it, it cost him some money overall. I mean, they probably spent upwards of 80 to 100. I'm not looking at it right now, but it was somewhere around there. But when you buy the right guys, when you get three to four guys in a transfer window who all hit, that is a winning transfer window. For sure. And it completely changes the complexion of your squad very quickly. Now, that doesn't happen very often. But when it does... You dramatically improve your squad quickly. And now with the addition of Buendia. And and here's the other thing, Dave. I like clubs who make moves early in the summer because now they can train together all training camp long. Get settled in New Mm -hmm. City. Yep, Buendia's going to get to know his teammates. Meet meet your teammates. Yep, exactly right. Travel with him. Because Villa probably doesn't have a ton of internationals playing for them. Sure, they got a few. And here's the other thing, too. Villa's probably playing with some house money because if they're going to sell Grealish – then and can I tell you something? Hmm. I'm not scared of a Grealishless Villa. No, they'll they, be okay. They figured out how to win without him yeah. when he sat out late in the season. I would they love for Jack Grealish to land in London and play for Arsenal. I would love that. Now you know how I feel about this. Jack Grealish should play out his career at Aston Villa and try to win them some trophies because Villa's getting close uh, to being able to do that. 
They're getting closer than ever before so in our lifetimes I to being able to do that. You. I feel like Grealish is is though he's got a a, a top club. Okay, do you want to go be a guy at Manchester City? Yeah, but you could go to be... Arsenal and be uh, a legend at this point. How how old is Grealish? Like 24, 25? You think he, he'd go to Arsenal and be a legend or if do you he think played he... there for if he played there for 6 years and gave them a chance to win a Premier League title? Oh, for sure. I don't know. I think he, he'd stay at Villa he, and do the same he, thing. He could be he could be what Jack Wilshere never was. I, what I... Arsenal fans wanted Jack Wilshere to be. Grealish has a chance to actually do that if look, he's not coming, I don't think. If he was to move to Arsenal, if he went to United, sure, he'd be another name. If he went to Liverpool, I don't know. Liver the pool heads would embrace him one hundred percent. Pool heads, sure. I, I didn't know what to call you guys. <laughs> Poolies. I, I I don't know. Well, what am I supposed to call you guys? Except psychos. No. Um, <laughs> uh, look. You're right. If he goes to City, he's going to get locks, lost in the mix. He'll be Ryan Mares. Very good, but another guy on that roster. Now, Mares did – it took him a, a couple year and a half, but he finally did start contributing on a major level. My, yeah, my, he's contributing, but he's one guy on a roster of guys. Fair. Grealish might stay at Villa, and good for him. I'm not going to I, I him hope he, he does. does. I don't like Jack Grealish as a person, but I hope he does. But think about it. If he wanted to move to a bigger club – a club that doesn't have European football this next year, who can only solely focus on the Premier League, <laughs> Arsenal's a perfect place to go. Listen, man, Aston Villa could finish higher than Arsenal. The potential is there, and the lack of European football is the same at Aston Villa as it is at Arsenal. Arsenal's going to have a they're going to have a good year. I don't know that Arsenal has that much higher. Do you want to bet right now in our first bet Aston of the, Villa? Our fr- stop. I'm not kidding. The depth isn't there. Overall? I don't think Aston Villa is that much behind Arsenal. Certainly not with the signings they've made last summer and what they're starting to do this summer. Arsenal right now, their summer currently is only defined by the guys that they have lost. Yeah, but sometimes sometimes you win by losing players. Martin Odegaard? You think I he's coming back? I hope so. Right I now, really, right now really, he's an, uh, a subtraction. I know. I hope so. Danny Ceballos, subtraction. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's leaving. He's not coming back for a third loan spell. Okay. So he's fine. I, we, we, we need to trust Hein Odegaard. I would love that. And uh, Odegaard and Grealish, and um, with with all the other young guys we got there, hey. I like Aston Villa. Let's roll. I, am intru- I don't know, man. I think Villa Villa's going to roll with a lot of the same guys they had last year, but with a key addition now, at least one here in Buendia, and this was a Villa team that played really well, oftentimes without their star. And then they figured out how to win without their star. I I like Aston Villa a lot. I like them more than I like Arsenal at this point. I think Dean Smith knows what he's doing with Ar- with Aston Villa even more than Mikel Arteta knows, even at this point, what he's doing with All Arsenal. All right. I've listened to enough of that. That is not uh, – look, I respect Dean Smith. But that, I'm not going to let you slight uh, Arteta like that. If Brian <laughs> was sitting here, he would say, let's have a bet. Who's going to finish higher in the table, Arsenal or Aston Villa? Here's what I'll do, Dave. I'm not ready to make a bet because it is literally June 14th. Oh, oh, here. Let's, 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 let's make a bet right now. Nope, I'm going to make a note. Here's what I'm, I promise you. I, this is my vow to you. I've okay. just made a note. Aston Villa, Arsenal, bet question mark. It's here in my notes. It will not be lost. Let's revisit this later in the summer. I mean, if you if Dean Smith's so much better than 
Arteta. Let's just make the bet right now. There's a lot that's going to change on these two rosters between now and the end of August. All right, so let's just be clear on that. <laughs> but I'm saying that as of June 14th. Along with Villa's best player going to Arsenal. <laughs> that's not even a rumor. It's happening. You're making that rumor. Here's the thing. I just, Arsenal, Arsenal's whatever at this point. Aston Villa's on the ascendancy. Okay. They're on the ascendancy. All right. I don't, I'm not convinced Arteta knows what his best 11 looks like yet. Dean Smith at least does. That's because he only has 13 players. It's easy to, <laughs> it's easy to figure that out. Irrelevant to my point. Okay. There's one other signing that's been significant. Forgive me. This does bring us into Liverpool a little bit. But Liverpool did sign a new center back. Ibrahima Kanate. Hey, kudos to Klopp. He is already figuring out that I don't want to do what I did last season. Look, everyone can make mistakes. Klopp, again, this is Klopp's way of saying, I made a mistake. We're not doing that again. We're going to make a signing. Center back. Kudos to him. The nice thing about injuries is that when guys get healthy, they feel like new signings as well. So the return of Virgil and Gomez adding to what they've just done with Kanate, I think could make center back a very big position of strength for Liverpool for sure. in the new season. And they're going to need it. They're going to have a lot of games. But can we just go back to the fact that Liverpool finished third? It's crazy, bro. Still marveling at the fact that they finished Really, third. really. I hate to give them credit, but that was a hell of a season. I think that was Klopp's biggest achievement at Liverpool so Probably. far. Probably. Even, even over... A Champions the League title. and the at Champions League title and yeah, I think that was his biggest accomplishment. Wow. Uh, do you care at all that the VAR lines are going to be thicker next season when they're drawing the lines on the pitch? This is so asinine. The offside lines. We're, we're also not going <laughs> to see the lines. We're not going to see the lines. They're well, going to be thicker, and we're not going to see them. So why make them thicker if we're not going to? I don't them? know. Maybe, maybe they'll show us the still photos after the decisions are made. But I, my understanding is we're not going to see the decisions being. So made. this is uh, what feels like the most uh, stupid thing they could do. So we want more transparency. That's exactly right. And they decided to go the opposite way. Yep. And give you less transparency. When you go from what watching, are you scared of? Oh, that's exactly right. That's exactly what are you scared exactly of? Exactly right. When you when you watch the Premier League every weekend ish and then you go into the midweek and you watch the champions league and europa league the one thing that you notice is there is a lack of transparency in the champions league and europa league it frustrates the shit out of me sure that i don't get to see the var decisions being made that you just get the graphic on the screen that says goal check complete right and that drives me nuts and that's what we're going to get now in the premier league rather than make it better because it's not good yeah you're just going to hide what's not good we, we're going to hide behind the veil of of secrecy scott because because we don't know how to make things better well that's the problem i i'm all about ideals i'm an idealist there's no question about this and in my work i wanted this and in my soccer i'm an idealist but this is not this is not gonna fix the real issues that's the that's the thing that bothers me you've got root issues you're not fixing them you're hiding them it's crazy Dave, it's going to be a lot of summer still to come. Not a whole lot's happened so far, but you know what? We still managed to make an entire episode out of that. Yeah, we did something. As we get later into the summer, the FPL app will start to give us the ability to set some lineups. We'll start to be able to discuss players and prices. In fact, player price leaks are going to start deliberately coming out from the FPL uh, Twitter feed here in the next few weeks, which will be a lot of fun. 
so there will be things for us to discuss that are FPL worthy as we continue through the summer months. In the meantime, I'm enjoying international soccer. I'm enjoying a break from FPL. There's no doubt about it. For last sure. summer or last season was a grind. Uh, and I'm enjoying just watching Euro matches, having a lot of fun, and uh, getting myself ready for what will be a great new season. I will say this. And now that we've had a few weeks break, I think it's always important to go back and look at look at take some snapshots, some screenshots of who finished where in the league in points. Who who did this, who did that? Take take some snapshots. I'm on the website right now and it hasn't changed since the last day of the season. At any moment, they're not going to tell us it's going to get wiped and they're going to do a reset. It hasn't done that yet. And every year I feel like I forget to kind of give it a good look, make some notes before that happens. Hasn't happened yet. Take some notes, make some looks. It might help you find some extra bonuses and steals to start the next season. Absolutely. In the meantime, we're going to continue to try to entertain you as best as we can. You are loyal listeners, the ones who stick with us and follow along and stay subscribed throughout the summer. Uh, I am uh, excited to say that we're going to continue to put content out there. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different than than it is in the week to week. The usual episodes. Obviously, we'll have Brian back for you know summer episodes here too. Maybe uh, as we discuss, if he comes the back from the beach. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, we're going to also do some experimental things, some different things. There will be content all summer long, and uh, we hope you'll stick around with us for all of it. Continue to stay locked in with us on Patreon, patreon.com slash America, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're, we're all over all of those places. We're light on content during the summer, but start following us there now in all those places so that you're with us once the season begins. For sure, no doubt. Well, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.